0: Good morning, I tell you what, you know, he, David Platt, during that video, he said that uh, many, are, many are still being called, <laughs> and, uh, and it's true, I think many are still being called today, I think that, I think that people in this room have been called to do something, uh, I think the, the, the trouble is, is obedience these days. Uh, whether we're scared or uh, whether we're just defiant, uh, it's not a calling problem. It's a it's an obedience problem. Uh, so I pray that, that something today, something today stirs up inside of you. Almost got my Matt Chandler on right there. Hope that something stirs in you and we move that way, right? But uh, I do. I hope that uh, maybe you walk out those doors today a little different than you came in. Anybody else got an amen for that? Goads are going to walk out changed, right? Hey, uh, we ain't got a lot of time, and I'm I'm trying to get better at uh, minding your time. Uh, I know we always, uh, they started calling me the 10 after guy, right? That uh, we always get out at 10 after, so I'm going to try to do a little better at that. So if you would, just grab your Bibles, let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 17. And as we go to Luke 17, I want to, i tell you what, before we, in Luke 17, it, it's kind of, this is kind of one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. Uh, even though we're, sleigh bells ring, are you listening? You know it's a bad day when I start singing, <laughs> right? You guys are in trouble already. Listen. Luke 17, here's the reason I love this verse, it, 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 or this chapter, we're going to be at the end of, of this chapter, but at the very first of this chapter, it uh, it talks of a mustard seed, and I want us just to look real quick uh, into what it says, in verse 5, it said, And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith, of a mustard seed. Now that's special to me because that's how the Lord kind of drew me to himself. Uh, woke me up one night, gave me Luke 17. I began reading that because I was struggling for faith. And uh, so I love Luke 17. Um, I love being in that today. And hey, just a few weeks ago during Thanksgiving, we preached on the lepers. Right? So we've kind of been all around Luke seventeen for a little bit. And and before we really get into that, I, I want to kind of last week I kind of went back to Daniel or I went back to uh Zechariah and I and I want to bridge a gap from Old Testament to New Testament because a lot of times some people go, Well, Jesus is just in the New Testament, which is Not true at all. Jesus is from the beginning, right? In the beginning, boom, Jesus was there. And we just got to look for him, and we got to see what they were looking for at that time. So I'm just going to read this to you real quick in Daniel chapter 2. It says, And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great... God has made known to the, to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. Now, Daniel is interpreting a dream for, for King Nebuchadnezzar here. And listen, every time a prophet prophesies something, it was for something at that time, but it was also for something in the future. So we see that here Daniel is saying that God is going to set up a kingdom to come that is going to be over all the kingdoms of the earth. That there will not be just separate kingdoms. He will be over all kingdoms. And he will be over all of the earth. And that's what we see Daniel talking about right here. So it kind of gives us some context when we get into Luke. And I want us to begin in chapter, or in chapter 17. We're going to begin in verse 20. Um. We see that with the leper story, right before where we're at, we're going to begin in verse twenty. Of the leper story, Jesus was traveling to Jerusalem, but now, verse twenty, they have made it to Jerusalem, and the Pharisees have caught him. And the Pharisees—they're not caught him, but but they're all together. And you got Pharisees, and you got disciples all around, and it says. Starting in verse 20, it says, Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Well, look here, look there. Do not go after them or follow them, for as the lightning flashes out of one part under heaven, shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man." They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed." In that day, he who is on one housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away, and likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in, be- in one bed, and the one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together, the one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field, the one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and they, and they said to him, Where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is there, the eagles will be gathered together. So Jesus spent a little bit of time right there with the disciples. In, the, in, in verse 20, it starts and it says, Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, the Pharisees had him right there and they kind of had his attention and the Pharisees asked him, because you see, Pharisees, they were, they were watchers of the law. They were protectors of the law. They were looking for the coming Messiah, right? But if you remember last week, we talked about that they, they, they were kind of reading the wrong Zechariah. They were, they were reading the one verse that was saying a conquering king, and that's what they were looking for. So they were asking Jesus, hey, when is God going to set up this conquering king and get these bad Romans out of here? And put us back in charge. When is that going to happen? See and Jesus says this. He says this to them. He says the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Now if we look at this word observation. In the Greek word. It's, this is the only time that this word is used in the whole New Testament. And what it means is, is, is to kind of look intently. To, 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 to kind of be hidden out. And spying on something. And watching and waiting. And, and looking for a sign. That's what this is in this observation. It says, listen, you're not going to see the kingdom of God with an observation. You're not going to see the signs, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, New King James James says within you. Uh, there's other translations that say among you or in the midst of you. Now, even the even the within you still kind of makes some sense, right? If I said, hey, there's a thief within us today. I'm not saying that there's a thief within each of us, although there is. uh, But I'm saying that, hey, there's a thief within us. Right? So so it still makes sense that, that Jesus is saying, listen, you guys are looking for a sign. And you're looking for all these things that's coming. And I'm telling you right now that the kingdom of God is amongst you. He might as well have said the kingdom of God is standing before you. Right? Because where the king is, there is the kingdom. And the king is standing right in front of them. And and do we get this? It says, he says that. He says, the kingdom of God does not come without observation, nor will they say, see here, or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is right in front of you. And then it says, Then he said to his disciples, I would almost see that he is talking to the to the to the Pharisees, and when he's done with them and telling them, the king, the Son of God is right before your eyes, he turns his back to him and begins teaching the disciples. And he spends only little time with the Pharisees, but much time with the disciples says, then he said to the disciples, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. See, you're looking for signs of the coming, of the coming king. And even today. You see right here, Jesus kind of switches gears from the kingdom being right in front of all of them and the kingdom being right there and Jesus ushering it in to all of a sudden now even Jesus is not talking about that kingdom. He's talking about the true kingdom to come. That he will come back again. So even in this same talk, he's talking as if the kingdom is here, but he's also talking about his second coming. Right? Right? And you remember last week in Zechariah, there was two different verses that talked about both comings of, of Christ. The first one and the second one. And it says, listen, do not go after them or do not follow for signs. For as lightning that flashes of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. Listen, he says, listen, don't, don't waste your time in this life looking for signs of when Jesus is coming back you know I know many people that, that all they can focus on is, is Bible prophecy and they want to know about end times and how's it going to end and oh it's looking bad in the Middle East and, and over this and over that and, and Jesus said hey don't worry about none of that don't worry about none of that you're not going to know it anyway you're not going to figure it out Hey, when the Son of Man comes, he's going to be like a bolt of lightning across the sky. And you think you're going to harness all that? You think you're going to figure all that out? He says, don't be thinking that way. Don't be thinking that way. But in verse 25, he comes back and he says, But before... all that happens he being jesus must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation and then he goes off into a couple stories from the old testament and he says just like in the days of noah just like in the days of noah guess what the people they were what did it say they ate they drank they married wives They were given in marriage. I mean, he might as well have said, hey, they were eating, drinking, and they were being merry. They were on autopilot. They were just cruising. Life was good until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed all of them. That kind of escalated quickly, didn't it? All of a sudden, within a verse... That everything's lovely and they married and and they took wives and and all of a sudden Noah gets on the boat and they're all destroyed. He says the same thing with Lot. He says, do you remember Lot? He said the, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah had become evil with many lusts. And some of those just being that they wouldn't even feed poor people. They, were, they had fire and brimstone come down on them because they didn't take care of the people around them as much as they did the sexual immorality. And it says, listen, they were all fine. A matter of fact, it says they ate, they drank, they bought they sold, they planted, they built. What's that sound like to you? They were just living, right? Hey, they farmed. They, they went to their ag business. Hey, they, they went to their factory job. They went to the office job. They went to school. They went to college. Hey, they were taking wives. They were eating well. They were driving fancy vehicles, They had big houses. They had a lot of stuff. Until the day that God destroyed them all. Until he destroyed them all. So what Jesus is trying to say, and he kind of reveals it in the next few verses. He says, in that day... He who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. He even says, remember Lot's wife? You see, we remember the story of, of him heading out of town and, and I'm telling Lot, do not look back. Right? Who looked back? Lot's wife. Now, did she turn into a pillar of salt because she looked back? Yeah, kind of. But it was a bigger issue than that. See, what he was saying was, I'm going to save you. I'm going to rescue you. But don't look back. If you're on top of your house and the house is on fire, don't go back in it to get anything. Right. Do not look back. You see, when she was leaving, it wasn't just because she was curious and wanted to see how hot the brimstone was. She wasn't one of these like to watch a train wreck type women. Or men. Right. It wasn't that she was kind of a rubbernecker and just hey, I want to see what God's fixing to do to this place. No, you know what it was. It was that she was coming out. Of the sin and what she wanted to do was turn back and look at it because her heart wanted to be back in it. That, that is what got her turned into a pillar of salt. You see, and that's what we do. We, We get out of our sin. God rescues us from our sin. But for some reason there is something in us that just wants to look back at it. And sometimes even fondly. Right? Because time makes a great memory, right? Time will take a bad memory and make it a good one. The farther we get away from our sin, the more we think that we were controlling it back then, when in the moment, we knew we never was. But the farther we get away from it, the more we think, "Well, that wasn't that bad. I, you know I, I kicked it then. I can, I can maybe glance back at it a little bit. Maybe I can look back on it a little bit fondly now, right? Jesus is saying, hey, listen, when we save you, when I save you, when I bring you out, do not look back. Don't look back. It's what's going to kill you. You see, and Jesus typically says, don't worry about the one that can kill you in this life. Don't worry about the one that's going to kill you eternally. That's what he's saying. He's saying. He's saying whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you in that night that one will be taken. The other will be left. Women will be grinding wheat. One's going to be taken. The other left. Two men's going to be standing in a field. Now did you guys notice that the first one's at night and the second one's in the day? And he's just saying them in a row. You know why? Because in a moment, in the blink of an eye, the coming of Jesus, every eye will see. Right? Every eye will see. Those of you that are hunters that like to look at your soul lunar and... I remember sitting up at deer camp and, and, and looking at my soul lunar and thinking, okay, what, what's this? Okay, moon overhead, move under, moon underneath, right? See, we're on a ball that's spinning, and the sun's going to be on one side of us at one moment. It's going to be on the bottom of us on another moment, right? So, so here, Jesus is saying, that at one moment, at night, somebody's going to be taken. One's going to be in the field, they're going to be taken. One's going to be grinding, they're going to be taken, you know why? Because I'm going to come back and the whole world is going to see me at one time. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that I am Lord. All in an instant like lightning running across the sky. Jesus said that. See, and when it says that one is taken. Not talking about heaven. One is taken for judgment. And one is left to enter the kingdom. Jesus ends with a crazy statement. And I think he ends with a crazy statement because he wasn't finished with his thought before the disciples interrupted him. Right? Right? Because all of a sudden Jesus is talking about this and he's talking about one's going to be gone, one's left and all of a sudden I think they interrupt him and they say, hey, 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 where's this going to happen? Now, I don't know if they're asking, where's this going to happen so that I don't have to be there? If I'm not there, I can't be taken for judgment. But, but I think Jesus, all of a sudden he says, wherever the body is there, the eagles will be gathered together. Now, at first glance that makes no sense at all, right? We're we're talking about one being left, one gone, and and now all of a sudden Jesus ends with wherever the body is, that's where the eagles will be. In some translations it says wherever the body is, that's where the vultures will be. Anybody seen a bunch of vultures flying overhead? A bunch of buzzards? You guys ever seen them flying? Are they just hanging out in that spot for no good reason? Something dead down below it, Right? Something dead that they're going to go eat on. Now, this doesn't make a lot of sense unless we get into Revelation. See, and in Revelation 19, you see, the Lord asked the birds to come and feed upon the flesh of the enemies. Right? And it says at the end of that, it says, and the birds were filled, filled with their flesh. You see, and I think that's a perfect picture of those that are going to be taken. Because if we back back up, those that want to look back to their sin, those that want to live this life not looking for Jesus, ones that's not focused on Jesus, but focused on the way they want to live, that when they are taken, they will be full of it. They will have all they want, and they will have it running clean out the side of their mouth, And that will be their reward. That will be their judgment. Because where the dead body of this world is. Vultures that have been after the world all this time. Will get full and fat on it. The others will be in the kingdom. you know we go back to the first of that the Pharisees were they were setting on gold looking for the Messiah and it's because if we go back even to, to chapter 16 I think it's in verse 16 it says ever since Moses and the prophets has been the law but then came John And we know what John was. John was the forerunner of Jesus. He was, he was getting people prepared. Listen, there, was, there had been over 400 years of silence from God's people. And out of nowhere, Zacharias gets word that him and Elizabeth is going to have a baby. And his name shall be John and he will be the forerunner. He will be the one, the, the voice in the wilderness laying a path for the Lord to come. So he had the Pharisees ready for the Savior to come and he was standing right in front of them and they never even seen it. Never even seen him. It was almost as if the Pharisee says, yeah, 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 I hear about your kingdom. When are we going to get to the good stuff? And we have ended that way in life at times. And Jesus is standing before us. And he's saying, hey, the kingdom's here. Even in, even in chapter 16, verse 16, it says, and, and since that time, even then, that the, the, this gospel has been proclaimed and people have been pressing into the kingdom. You see, all we have to do is, what did Jesus say? Repent, believe. Repent and believe. Born again into the kingdom. We can be in the kingdom. But it's unfortunate that one will be taken and one will be left. It's all about our decisions we make here. It could be all about the decisions you make today. Could be all about decisions you make in the last ten minutes of today. So, I want us to see that. Listen, last week we seen when Jesus was standing before Pilate, and he said, "Are you a king?" Jesus said, "You're speaking right, but understand, my kingdom is not of this earth." So, understand that even today we are sitting in a room where the kingdom of God is at. It is here. It's here. But do we be like a Pharisee and go, well, where's the good stuff, though? Because I'm not seeing nothing. I'm going I'm to wait on the next Jesus. My friend, if you wait on the next Jesus, he won't be so nice. Jesus brought peace with him. Jesus brought love and he brought joy with him. And he gave that to us the first time. second time he comes conquering. Taking one and leaving one. So today, if you would stand with me. Let's spend just the last couple minutes. Again. We stand to get the blood flowing. But I want us to evaluate, did God, did God speak anything to us today? Did God say anything? Anything that, that stirred in our heart? I pray that you do something with it. Because just like he said in there, it can happen in the day, it can happen in the night. It's going to be like a lightning bolt across the sky. Today is the day of salvation. Father God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for sending your king. Your king over all of creation, your son, Jesus. God, thank you for delivering us. Delivering us from the evil of this world, from the sin of this world, from the from the, from the addictions of this world. Thank you for saving us from it. God help us to never look back on them. And we pray we never look back on them. With a longing. May we look forward to you. May we look forward to, to your son that is right before us at all times. God, if we, have, if we have been those people that are worried about the contents of our house or, and we're not focused on you, then, then God, convict us in this moment. God, if we have been asked to do something, if, if you have, have impressed upon us to do something, and God, we haven't been obedient. God, may we change that today. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when it's scary. May we be obedient. God, work on us in this moment.